Hello, you're listening to One Seat at a Time, where you'll hear the gospel with songs, messages, Bible discussions, interviews, and much, much more. And now, here's your host, Odell Turner. Well, good morning. We're glad to have all of you here today by the means of our podcast program. We hope that you enjoy that, that the Lord's laid upon our heart to uh, share with you. We want you to just really try your best to put your mind in the right frame to accept that, that the Lord's laid on our heart. Today, we're going to be bringing a message and, uh, you know, but from time to time, let me let you know what we got coming up. We've got an interview that we're trying to hook up with a, uh, a sister that lives in another uh, part of Kentucky, and we're going to do that by phone. And uh, she was in the hospital and get given, I believe, only 10% chance to live uh, with COVID. And she's got a great testimony, and we're not going to get into that. Uh, we won't say that for her to do. Uh, but we're looking forward to that and want you to, to tune in because we don't know exactly when we'll do that. Also, I have another sister that's uh, an evangelist, and uh, we're going to have her on. I don't know if she'll be breaking the bread of life or if she's going to be uh, just uh, doing an interview and talking about some things and maybe uh, giving her testimony, however the Lord leads on that. So we're looking forward to having her on our uh, program as well. So we got a lot of great things coming up for you and want you just stay tuned in. Um, we'd like to give you our email address so you can contact us. So if you got an ink pen, piece of paper, uh, get ready to write this down. Uh, we'll give it to you here. Uh, and then we'll try to also try to remember to give it to you again at the end of the program. So uh, keep a piece of paper and pencil handy there. Here's what it is. KY Java 1997 at bellsouth.net. Again, that's KY JA V is in Victor A 1997 at bellsouth.net. We look forward to hearing from you. So drop us a line. You know, if you listen to us every week, um, let us know that. If it's the first time you've ever listened and you enjoyed our program, do that. If you have a prayer request whatsoever uh, that you have, please drop us a line, and uh, we'll be glad to hear from you. Uh, we do have a way to, to tell uh, who's listening to our program. Not who's listening, but we're, uh, we're uh, being listened to at. We have uh, people that's listening over in Sweden, uh, in, in the eastern part of the world. We have uh, people here in the United States, and I, I'm probably going to mess this up because I didn't write it down, but uh, if I... Don't call out where you're at. Please forgive me, but we've got people in Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, I think I said maybe New York. Um, we've got people all over the United States that's listening to our program, and we're really uh, excited about that. So uh, stay tuned in. Keep uh, listening to our program, and then if you have a lost loved one or a friend or a family member or anybody that you would like to uh, share this with, copy the link and email it or text it to them. Or if nothing else, at least just tell them to try to find our podcast uh, program. We just love what the Lord has been doing for our ministry and what the Lord's been doing in our life. 
and I believe he's doing good things in your life, or you wouldn't be listening to our program this morning. I want to say real quick, it's been a very, very uh, uh, crammed up, uh, busy week in the last week. We've had Christmas, uh, putting up Christmas trees, lights, and having family over and doing all that stuff. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I love it. I love this time of year. I love being with my family. But it's been very busy. And then on top of that, uh, it brings me great sorrow in one way, but it's a, a happiness in another way. I lost uh, my uncle, uh, Aubrey Turner. Uh, he went home to be with the Lord and uh, yesterday we was at the funeral home for a good part of the day and then uh, today we're heading out to the funeral home and we're going to have the funeral uh, visitation starts at 10 Tuesday morning and we'll have the funeral at 12 with the burial coming after that. So it's been a very busy week and uh, we've had a lot of things on our mind and, and it's been uh, a little bit hard today to try to uh, concentrate on our message and everything, but I believe the Lord's really going to uh, open up doors through this word today. So, But I ask that you pray for our family during this time of uh, our death. And uh, my aunt's uh, going through a really hard time losing her husband. And my cousins, they're going through a difficult time right here at Christmas. And uh, one of my cousins... Uh, he actually died on her birthday. Her birthday was the 22nd of December, and he passed away then. They waited till after Christmas to have this uh, funeral. So I ask that you pray for my uh, family and that they'll uh, feel the comfort of the Lord during this funeral today. Now, I won't get on into the word of the Lord. I do feel a stern of his spirit this morning, and I really need your prayers this morning as uh, uh, we try to bring forth that. If you got your Bibles and will turn with us to 1 King, uh, the 17th chapter, 1 Kings, uh, 17th chapter, we're going to start at the 8th verse, and it reads like this. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise and get thee to Seraphath, which belonged to Zadadon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose, and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of that city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering up sticks. And he called to her, and he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel, that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, 
and bring it unto me, and after me, after make thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, unto the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did accordingly to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. If you will, bow your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we come to you today at the reading of your word, Lord, I pray that this word will not fall death upon the ears, but Lord, I pray that it will go out and accomplish that, that it needs to be accomplished today. Lord, you know who's out there. You know who's listening. You know who needs this and who, Lord, is dialed up on this message today and upon this uh, podcast program. And, Lord, I pray that you'll reach them no matter where they're at, whether they're over in the eastern part of this world or whether they're here in the United States of America. Lord, I pray that you'll just let it be uh, that that it's needing to be today, that it'll lift up and encourage and give someone, Lord, reason and hope, Lord, to go on and serve you. Lord, I pray that you will anoint me, and Lord, let me speak that, Lord, that's meant for this hour, Lord, for this day, for this time. Lord, I pray that you use me as a vessel. Lord, that you'll help me, Lord, to do exactly what you would have me to do. And, Lord, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, I, I, I was thinking to, as I began to read this, and I was trying to think about putting a title on this message, and I, I really felt like that probably what I should title this is Doing More with less, doing more with less. You know, I, I believe the Lord gave this to me. I know the Lord gave this to me. And I know there's people out there today that has very little in their life today. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're hungry like her. Maybe you don't really have much in your refrigerator. You don't have many uh, items in your cabinet to fix. And Maybe you're just going through a difficult time. Maybe you're spiritually hungry. Maybe you feel empty and you feel alone and you feel like that you're out there in the middle of the ocean pedaling in a little canoe and the waves are coming up over your little canoe and you're you just feel like you're fixing to go under. But I want you to know that you can do more with less. Like this little widow lady here, when she fed Elijah, she fed Elijah, and she fed several people and never ran out of oil. So I want you to listen to what we uh, try to bring to you today. So scoot up there on close to the computer or your phone and, and give me your attention today. I believe God's got something for you if you'll just pay attention to what we're saying today. We, we read in here in the 17th chapter. Let's go back a little bit first. I want to kind of bring you into where... Uh, we get to this part of the widow. Elijah, uh, he he was uh, trying his best to 
uh, serve the Lord and do what he needed to be. And as God spoke to him and he began to prophesy and he, he began to tell him that, uh, uh, that, uh, that Israel said that they would not uh, have dew nor rain uh, these years, but according to my word, talking about the Lord. And he said, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, and he told him that uh, uh, he told him to go down uh, uh, by this little creek and 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 to be able to drink there, and that the buzzards would bring him meat and bring him water there through the the, the brook. And but he told him that this brook was going to go dry. And in the seventh verse, and I'm I'm just trying to hurry along through uh, to get to where we're uh, going to speak today. But in the seventh verse, right before I read the eighth verse that we're going to take our text from, it said, "And it came to pass." You know, that's the great thing about prophecy. If it's real and God gives it to you, it will come to pass. And as Elijah prophesied and said that it was going to become a famine and, and, and the things was going to dry up, it said, and it came to pass in the seventh verse, after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Oh, you know, that I read that and I just began to almost cry because I begin to think how God works. He works in such mysterious ways, but, you know, no doubt when Elijah was prophesying this and saying there was a, a, a drought fixing to come and things were going to dry up, he didn't know that at the time, but he done it through faith, and he spoke the words that God gave him. And then when the Lord spoke to him in the eighth verse, told him to go down, and and, and when he got there, that, that there would be a little widow woman that would take care of him and feed him and I want to just skip along and go right on down and said when he uh, when he got there, sure enough that uh, there was a, a little widow woman uh, at the city there at the gate of that city, and when he got there, it said that she was uh, uh, not only at the gate but she was gathering up sticks. And he called to her and he said, now, now listen to me. This was a woman that he didn't know. He'd never met her before. And, you know, she wasn't uh, of, of his uh, race. She was a Gentile. And, you know, uh, you know, I want to say this. You know, them being a different, uh, 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 different race, if you will, you know, we're going through a time now when uh, I've never seen such hatred. Uh, people hating each other, whites against blacks and, and blacks against browns and, and whites against browns. And we're just, you know, everything's uh, race baited. And, you know, it just seems like there's so much hatred. But when he got to the city there and, and he saw this little widow woman at the gate, he, uh, he spoke to her and he said, as she was gathering sticks, he called to her and he said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now, let me stop there just a minute. Again, as I told you, she was a Gentile. She served a pagan god, an idol god. She didn't serve the god that uh, Elijah served. She didn't serve the great Jehovah. She didn't serve him, but she served a, a pagan, an idolist god. And, you know, uh, it would have been very easy for her to turn away and said, I'm not going to talk to you, you know, 
she might have said that uh, Gentile lives matter, and you know, if she was living in today's world that we uh, uh, try to divide ourselves uh, between races and things, but she didn't do that. But why did she not do that? Because God had done got in the matter. God had done spoke to Elijah, and He told her, said, "When you get, when He, t- he told Elijah, I mean brother, when you get there, there's going to be a little bit of woman there, and I'm going to tell you when God tells you something, you can mark it down, now, brother, sister. I'm going to tell you something when God speaks to you, you can write it down. Now, I guarantee you one thing. I listen. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I can tell you one thing." When God speaks to you and tells you there's something going to happen, you might as well get ready. It's going to happen. Amen. But you know, it is amazing that God spoke to the Gentile woman and used her to take care of Elijah. And you know, as you know, no questions were asked. He asked her to go get a drink of water, and she apparently went to get it. Because in the left verse, says, as she was going to fetch it, didn't say she hum-hauled around or that she told him, I don't know if I should or I don't know you. Who are you or what are you doing? Why are you asking me that? She didn't say it. She just said as she was going to fetch it. Then he called to her to add one more thing on. He called to her and he said, bring me, I pray, thee a morsel of bread in thy hand. He just kept piling on to this little woman that didn't know him from Adam, so to speak. So he kept asking her, and he said, let me just stop there a minute. What does morsel mean? He said, bring me a morsel of bread. He didn't ask for a big loaf of bread, or he didn't ask for a a pound of bread. He said, bring me a morsel. A morsel is a small bite, maybe a, a little mouthful, just a tiny little bit. Why did he do that? He didn't, he didn't really want a lot. He just said, bring me a tiny little bit. This was her test. This was the beginning to see if she would obey God. You know, the Bible talks about obedience being greater than sacrifice. She had to be obedient for God to work in her life. And this was her test to see if she'd be obedient. God may be speaking to you today. You know, I don't know how many of you went through things like it. I'm sure you have. I'm not the only person that has. But I've been at church. I remember one time the Lord laid it upon my heart. I was at a church that actually I became the pastor of later, but I wasn't the pastor there then. And and I had a a $20 bill in my bill phone. That's all I had. And the Lord, he really spoke to me. This young man got up and testified and said that he was mowing the yard there at this church. And, uh, you know, he said, I I don't take a penny. They don't give me anything. I just do it because I love the Lord. And I thought, my Lord, they should pay this guy. They should at least give him his gas money. And I said, I can't believe this church wouldn't give him his money or at least reimburse him for his gasoline. And when I said that to myself, just thinking it, the Lord spoke to me and said, well, you take care of him. You know, well, that, that was a different story. I did not want to do that. I, I only had a 20, and I thought, Lord, I'm not, I can't give my last 20. You know, if I'd have had maybe two 10s, I might have gave him a 10 and not felt so bad, but I didn't want to give my last dollar 
to a, a man that I really at this time didn't know him. I'd seen him, but I didn't know him. But the Lord spoke to me again and said, I said, give it to him. Well, you know, it's kind of a struggle when the Lord speaks to you. It's all right for somebody else to give and bless people. But when it comes to you, sometimes it's hard to do, especially when it's like this little widow woman, when she didn't really have it. I didn't really have it at that time. And I didn't have it in the bank account. You know, this was a time that I was living from check to check. And most of you live that way. I know that's the way the world is. We I've studied and I've, I've read and I watched the news and we a lot live from check to check. There's not a whole lot of people that has great big uh, fancy bank accounts that they can just draw out of any time they want. But the Lord spoke to me, and I'm here to tell you when God speaks to you, you better do it. But God will bless you. Listen, listen to the rest of my story. And this is not a story; it's true. It's a fact. Amen. I took that 20, and I'm not trying to say this to bless me. I'm telling you that when you do more with less, God will bless you. When you do more with less, God will bless you. I took that $20 bill out, gave it to that young man. I walked up and handed it to him. And when I did, I walked out of that church, and, and God being my witness, I was there to preach that night. But I wasn't pastoring it yet. I preached, and when I got through preaching, I had one man that handed me some money, folded up in his hand, and I took it, and I didn't want to look at it, so I put it in my pocket, in the right pocket. I walked outside, and another man handed me some money, folded up, and I put it in my left pocket. I did not look at it. When I got backed out and was driving down the road, I told my wife, I said, I had two men to give me some money. And I told her the story about giving my last $20 bill to this man because I felt like I should do that because why? God told me to do it. But when I gave that $20 bill, I reached in my right pocket and I pulled that out and I turned my dome light on in my car because it was night and I looked at it and I told my wife, tears began to flow down my face because you know why? It was a $20 bill. See, God didn't just work it out to where I got a 5 or a 10 or maybe a $100 bill. It was a $20 bill. Exactly what I gave to that young man, God gave it back to me before I ever got out of the church house. I put that back in my pocket. I pulled the left pocket out with the dome light still on in my car, unfolded that bill, and it was a $100 bill. See, you can't outgive God. You can't outdo God. Doing more with less. Listen at me, folks. Doing more with less. I took this $100 bill, and I thank God for it. Not only did God give me my 20 back. See, God could have just gave me the 100. God could have just gave me the 20. But the reason he done it the way he done it, I really believe this. He wanted to show me he could give me my money back, and then he could bless me with more. Doing more with less. This little bit of woman, she told him in the 12th verse, she said, and she said, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, you know, I like that part. She knew he liveth. Now, this was a woman 
that served dead gods. But she said, as thy Lord God liveth. You notice she's addressing that to Elijah, his God, not hers. As thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal. I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. She didn't even have a cake. She just had a handful and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and then die. It didn't say then die. It said and die. But as I read that, I begin to think it's like we are so many times. Callie, almost a, a semi-pity party, if you will. She'd already made preparations. We're, we're going to eat this little dab of food that we have here, and then we're going to die. But I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to die. God's got a blessing for you today, but you must obey him. If you'll do what God is speaking to you to do today, you can do more with less. Trust me, God will bless you as he did me, this widow woman. She done prepared to die. You see, there's two things about this lesson today, this message. And there's more than that, actually. But there's two things that came upon my mind, the way of fear and the way of faith. You know, back years ago, I was a regional manager for a, a company that was owned by Anheuser-Busch, and I'm not proud. I didn't work for the beer company, but they owned uh, Eagle Snacks, and uh, we had potato chips and peanuts, and that's the division I worked for. I did not work in the beer uh, uh, division of them, but I was a regional manager for uh, the Eagle Snack side of it. And we had this uh, great big, I guess he was 6'6", six, six, big black guy that was our uh, uh, regional division manager, I guess they would call him. And he was in St. Louis, and he would come down, and I used to get so tired of hearing him say it, uh, but he was telling the truth. But every time he come to my office and he come through the door, the first thing he'd say is the cup half empty or the cup half full? He would say, at Odell Turner, is your cup half empty or is the cup half full? And today as we talk about this message here with this little lady, the way of fear or the way of faith, the way of fear is the cup half empty and the way of faith is the cup half full. Now this little Widow lady here in the 12th verse had done prepared to die. She was going to eat and then just die, her and her son. So it was, it, there was some fear there. Her cup was half empty. If you take a cup and you fill it halfway, there's the same amount of water in that cup to be half full or half empty. There's the same amount. The point of it is, is how do you look at it? Are you looking at it in the doom and gloom of half empty? 
Are you believing positive and thinking, I've got a half full cup of water? Elijah, on the other hand, had faith. He traveled to the city to see a widow woman that he didn't know was going to be there except God told him. So he had faith. His cup was half full. On the other hand, he was running into a little widow woman that was half empty. She had fear. I can only imagine the fear that she might have had. I've got children, and I love my children. And if I didn't have anything to eat, there would certainly probably be fear trying to enter my mind and my heart. Because we want to take care of our children. And she was going to do that, bless her heart, picking up two little sticks and going to take that little handful of meal and, and that oil. You know, if she would have been in America today, the way we do things that, you know, we tell people, you know, she, first of all, here in America, we have people that want handouts, welfare, WIC, food stamps, all those things handed to them. But we tell people here in America, I say we do, most people do, tell you that you need to work. There's jobs every place down our streets here have signs up, help wanted. But yet people want handouts. This little widow woman did not want a handout. She wasn't looking for a handout. She was working, trying to take the two little sticks and the little hand of meal and the oil, and make it work. But she'd come to the conclusion, the fear done creeped in, and she said, I'm going to fix this, and then we're going to die. But she didn't ask for a handout. And today in this world we're living in, if America had been around back then, I'm sure she could have signed up for food stamps. But she didn't, because there wasn't any at that time. There wasn't the great country of America like we've got today. But her cup was half full. And then Elijah said unto her, Fear not. See what I said? Fear is the cup half empty. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Why do you think he said, make it me one first? You know, I've always been raised to go, no, you go ahead. You take it. You take the first one. You know, when we had dinners at churches, we sung. I sung in a gospel group of family. We Our family sung as a gospel group, and we'd go to churches, and they'd have big homecomings with a big spread of food, and most of the time, they'd always say, now listen, we're going to ask the blessing over the food, and after we do, we want the gospel group to go ahead and go first. We want to show them and honor them for being here as our guests, and we want them to go first. But I always felt bad to go first. I, I didn't want to. I wanted everybody else to go, and then I wanted to blend in and, and just eat my food. But they always wanted us to go first. And you would think here that Elijah would have said, you fix something and y'all eating it. If there's anything left, I'll eat. But he didn't do that. He said, you fix me first. Sounds greedy, don't it? But it was a test. It was a test 
to see if she would be obedient enough to feed him first with her kid hungry. She passed that test. Will you pass the test today? Will you do what God lays on your heart? It's so hard sometimes to do the things that God tells you to do. But you'll be victorious if you do. But it said, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. I'm going to tell you something today. And I'm not prophesying, but I'm telling you what the word says. If you'll do with that little amount that you have today, you can do more with it with less. And if you'll do that today, God will bless you. Now, he might not bless you till it rains again because it rains quite a bit here. But I'm going to tell you this, and it's not a prophecy. If you'll do what God's telling you to do today, there is coming a day, and it's not the day that's going to rain, but I'm talking about the end of time when he comes back and gathers you and takes you home to be with Jesus, whether it be through you dying early or you going through the rapture. But there's coming a time if you hold on to him like this little lady and you'll do what you need to do, there's coming a promise. Not of the rain necessarily, but there's coming a promise that you'll have enough spiritual food to take care of you until he comes back for you. Are you listening to me today? Are you listening? I beg of you to listen to me today. Do what God's laid upon your heart. Step out in faith. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I do feel the Holy Ghost moving upon me this morning. And when she went and did accordingly, now listen to that, she did accordingly. She didn't leave out one little I or one cross T. She done exactly what Elijah told her to do accordingly to what he had told her to do. According to the saying of Elijah, and she said, and 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 let me back up there. I, I misread that. And she went and did accordingly to the saying of Elijah, and she and he, Elijah, and her house, her son, and I, I believe in studying this, it was family and friends that had come over, people there visiting her, did eat many days. Not, not just one day, but many days. And then that's not just it. It gets better. It gets better. Listen to this. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Now we're talking about during a, a famine, a dry time, no, no crops being raised. The water, the brooks were dry. And yet her barrel never went dry with the meal. And the cruise of oil never failed. And yet, they were eating every day. Not only was she eating and her son eating, that was getting ready to die. She was give up half 
full, if you will, on the cup. All of a sudden now, you know, I kind of believe that she don't even have a half full cup anymore. I believe her cup runneth over. That's kind of what it says there, because the barrel kept full, or at least it kept enough. I don't know how full it was, but there never was a time during that period before it rained that she had to want for meal. And then there was a time that the oil went dry, that it failed her. There was always oil there for her in that cruise. And according to the word of the Lord, we spoke or spake by Elijah. Elijah was a mighty man. Elijah told a lot of things and prophesied a lot of things. Elijah was a man who lived close to God, and he done what God had told him to do as God laid it upon his heart. I'm not Elijah this morning, and I'm not prophesying to you this morning, but I am speaking the word. And I'm going to tell you something. You can never go wrong with the word. The word will set you free. The word will give you liberty. The word will give you freedom. The word will give you spiritual food to live on. I want you to listen to this, another little story that happened to me. I'm semi-retired now, and I'm probably living better than I've ever lived in my life. I'm not rich, but I, I have plenty. And when I say I have plenty, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that I, I think in America today we have more than we deserve. Most all of us do. But there was a time in my life early, my firstborn son, he was only a year or two old, and I was struggling like most couples do when they first get married. I had a cute little house. It wasn't very big, very few square feet two bedrooms but they were tiny but I it was warm and it was clean I was living in that house and I was definitely living from check to check and wasn't doing too good at that part of it was my fault young wasn't managing my money right but I just wasn't making very much money either and I just had accepted God's calling to preach a young minister preaching Young family, starting out life, had a lot of pressures from everything in life, spiritual and natural. I remember an afternoon that we were going to eat, and you that know me know I love to eat. I don't have a lot of hobbies, but I love to eat. It got time to eat, and I asked my wife to fix us something to eat, but there was nothing in the refrigerator. There was nothing in the cabinets to eat except one thing. There was a little bag of popcorn, and it wasn't even full. A little bag of popcorn that hadn't been popped, and that was it. We didn't have any soda pops we didn't have any milk no iced tea no Kool-Aid the only thing we had was water and it was tap water right out of the 
kitchen sink. And I never will forget, I told my wife, I said, set the plates on the table. Put the silverware out like we were going to eat a great meal. Put the glasses there and pour our water right out of that sink. And we're going to and pop the popcorn and put it in our plates. And we're going to eat and be thankful. She did that and put that popcorn in our plates. Now, I love popcorn. I love food. But popcorn really wasn't what I was wanting for my dinner. And I don't believe she was either. We sat down there and, you know, our church had lost its pastor and I'd been helping them. I wasn't their associate pastor. I wasn't their new pastor. I wasn't a fill-in pastor. But I told them I would preach for them for a while till they got somebody. And I didn't want a pastor because I was young. I didn't need to be pastor. And I didn't have, I wasn't seasoned and I didn't need that. But I told them I'd preach for them till they got somebody. They didn't pay me. And they was a small church, and they never gave me the money or anything, any kind of money. I never asked for it, didn't want it. They didn't know I was going through this financial problem at the time. Nobody knew it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't want to do it. I was raised that way. I, I, I would say I was proud, but I'm not. I wasn't a proud person. I just was raised to not beg and. I never took nothing from anybody unless they gave it to me as a gift. But I sat down there at that table. We bowed our heads, and I said the blessing over our popcorn and our little glass of water. I didn't feel sorry for myself, but I was kind of like the little widow woman. I thought we'd just eat it, and then whatever happens, happens. If we die, we die. I knew we wasn't going to die because I lived pretty close next door to my parents, actually. And I knew they wouldn't let me die. But I didn't want to ask them for that because my dad had raised me to believe that I was a man and I should take care of my family. But I prayed, and about halfway through that prayer, I'll never forget it just like it was today. While I was praying, there came a knock on my door. And our kitchen was our back door, side door to our house. I got up from the table and I went to the door. And I opened the door and there was a dear friend of mine, Brother Lewis Logan. He was a deacon in our church. I believe he was a deacon. But he was at our church that I went to at that time, and Brother Lewis has gone on to be with the Lord now. I believe he's in heaven. He was a good man. He looked at me with tears coming down out of his eyes, and he said, Brother Odell, said we got talking at church, and we felt like we should do something for you. You've helped us. We want to give you a check. Well, again, the way I was raised, I didn't want to look at it in front of him and act like I was just crazy about the money. So I folded it up, put it in my pocket, hugged his neck and thanked him, told him to thank the church, tell him we appreciate it. Went back in, sat down at the table, 
Look at my popcorn and my water. Told my wife he gave us a check from the church. She said, well, how much was it? I said, I don't know. I hadn't looked. She said, well, look, see. You know, that was probably 1980s, somewhere around late 70s, early 80s. Gas probably wasn't even a dollar a gallon. I don't know exactly what it was, but it wasn't much. I had a car payment. It was about due. It wasn't much either. It might not even been $100, somewhere around 100 I don't even think my rent on my little house was much over 100 And it was probably due to. I opened that check up, and it was $300. And the reason I told you about my rent and my car payment and stuff, because it wasn't much back then. And I opened that check up, and it was $300. Folks, that was a lot of money for back then. For, for me, anyway, for a young man, young family, struggling. I just cried because I remember the title of my message now, Doing More With Less. I had less there, popcorn and water, but I was able to do more because I had less and I was thankful for it. And I was obedient to God. I was not only able to buy groceries, paid my car payment, paid my house rent, and was able to buy. Back then, you could buy them big brown paper bags of groceries. You could buy several of them for $100 and still had some money left. I was so thankful. But, you know, it wasn't just because I got the money that I was happy but it was because I know that God still loved me see he has ways to show you that he cares about you this little bit of woman I, I don't know I didn't talk to her it was before my time that's for sure but I kind of believe she must have thought this gods that I served these idol gods that I used to serve being a Gentile there's got to be more to it. I want to know about this. God, now I'm just talking. I just believe this is what she might have done. I, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe that she probably wanted to know the, about the God of Elijah. I believe she wanted to know, tell me about this God. I want to know more about him. I don't know. And again, I'm just thinking I don't know if she was more proud to get the meal and the oil to have food or she was more excited about what God was doing in her life. Sometimes it's not about what you get, but it's about the way that God gives it to you. I'm going to close. I went way over the time that I need to spend in this message. I want to pray with you as we go off there. Remember, if you want to contact us, it's kyjava1997 at bellsouth.net. I want to say a prayer before we go off. Last week, I forgot to pray. My wife reminded me of that, but I done already closed it out. If you will, bow your heads. If you want to lay your hands on your iPhones or your Androids or your PC or whatever you can, not that that's going to do anything for you, but it's the act of faith and obedience if you want to do that and you got a need or you, you're hungry today, you're spiritually hungry or you're naturally hungry or whatever you got a need for, 
I'm telling you, you can do more with less today. I'm here to give you an uplifting, encouraging word of God. Please take it and run with it. Amen. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Because we know this is your day. Every day is your day. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done for us and what you're going to do for us. Lord, the things that you have in store for us that we can't even comprehend today, what you're going to do tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you'll just move on these individuals listening to our podcast today. Lord, I thank you for my grandkids that came and my youngest of my oldest daughter, Zachary prayed over the food one day and the next day his brother, my oldest of her children, Max, prayed over the food and I, I was kidding him. Lord, I, I told him, I said, I thought he was going to preach. Lord, I thank you for that. And my youngest little grandson, Porter, Listens to my podcast all the time. God touches little heart. Lord, I pray that you'll take this word. Lord, let it be structured so that it goes out and touches those that it needs to touch today. Lord, I praise you. I magnify you and I lift you up and I give you all the glory and the honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Remember, be sure to tune us in. We want you to listen to us each and every week. We try to have these out on Tuesdays, and I will apologize. I usually have them out Mondays on midnight, but this week's been kind of off for us. I'm going to get it out a little late today on Tuesday. God bless you. Tune us in. We love you, but God loves you more.